Welcome to Kashrus on the Air, your weekly radio show dealing with kosher issues for the kosher consumer. And I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashrus Magazine. And tonight we have a very interesting show. I'm going to tell you the topics that we're taking up. And they're very varied, and I'm going to tell you there's a large number of them. The first one that we have here is the issue of Tznius at, uh, at the, of the staff at uh, Catered Affairs. Another topic we're taking up with Hashem is Quiet Across America, which is a program about not talking in shul. It's taking place on September 9th and 10th. We're talking a little bit about uh, the Internet and uh, the cautious of, of, of utilizing it for cautious purposes. Number four, I think we're up to here. Um, there's a... We had discussed a while ago, like two weeks ago or something, about the problem on the airplanes with the uh, with washing the uh, dishwashers, washing trafe and kosher together. And I'm sharing with some information that I got from the uh, the dishwashers companies, the ones that make it. If we get as far as this, I don't know if we're going to get this far, but we have a topic here about uh, kosher products that look like non-kosher things and whether that's Amaris Ha'ayin. And another, another topic that we're going to take up, I hope, is uh, the question about bakeries. And there is a number of bakeries. I have a very long list of bakeries that make both kosher and treif, and they, are, uh, they have the same name. The kosher and the treif varieties have exactly the same name, same packaging. Just one will have ashkocha, and the other one is produced in a treif plant. So we're going to be discussing that. And in Hashem, we'll also get to minced fish, which takes up the topic we had about the fish a few weeks ago. So there's a lot of stuff we want to discuss. But before we begin, I, ha- I must say that I was listening on the way in to the, to the station to the previous uh, program with uh, Pesach Charney. And uh, I thought it was very interesting in some of the topics they were bringing up. And I just want to throw my own two cents in on a, on, a, on a story that happened today. And maybe some stories that happened before. First of all, you should know that I, 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 it was said here, I heard it, that, you know, in the Ashkenazic world, they don't accept people of black color so easily if they're a gear. And I want to tell you, that I had a chavrusa who was a black Jew, and I had an, another. I had another uh, person that I know very well, that uh, also big big Talmud Chacham, who was who was a you know who's a Spanish person coming from Puerto Rican, and what I've seen in the Orthodox world is not what other people have seen. Maybe there are people who are prejudiced, but I've seen a lot of love. And I, I've and I've seen I've seen a lot of this love come from the rabbis and the from people who understand what Judaism is all about. Because if you talk the language of Torah, you're the same as the other person. The color cannot make a difference. If you talk the language of Torah, then you're on the same level. Now, Agair, you know, that, that's an issue. Was it sincere? Wasn't sincere? Why did he become a gear? He wasn't Jewish originally, this person. Okay, I'm not talking those things now. I'm talking about where he is now, Bashir Husham. If he is or she is a black person, a yellow person, a red person, it doesn't have any bearing for Hashem, and it should have no bearing for us either. That, that's just a, one little thing, and I want to tell a story that happened today. This is not about a Jew, but it, it, it taught me a lot. I was very much uh, impressed by this story. I had to go to a hospital today, Baruch Hashem, to see a new, uh, a new baby who came into this world. Mazel tov. Thank you. And, and uh, on the way down, a black man got in, a very thin fellow with uh, wearing, uh, um, wearing short pants and a T-shirt with uh, earrings on his ear, his hat was a cap turned down on backwards, and he had a little black beard, and a very thin fellow, and he was playing with a cell phone. And of course, I wasn't uh, paying attention to him. And then they wheeled in a gentleman in a bed who was in the hospital. They're moving him from one floor to the other for something or other. And this black fellow goes over to him 
And he says, how are you doing today? And the, the fellow who's in the bed is not doing too well. And he goes like, it makes a motion. He didn't even talk, not once. And he been made a motion like it's not so good. And the black guy goes ahead and makes a thumbs up. He says, it's good. You know, you, you, you know, and he says, I don't know what else he said, but he was kind of, he was saying some things to inspire this fellow. And then, then, then the door opened and we got out or they got out, that fellow got out and, and then we were leaving. And I said to myself, I got to do it because I'm a nunnik. So I had to do it. I go over to him and I, to the black fellow and I say to him, did you know that man? Or are you just doing this because you, you want him to feel good? Just make him feel good. And he said, I don't, like, I don't like hospitals. And he starts walking out. Hold the door open for me. Hold the door open for me. And then he goes out and wish each other a nice day. And I'm looking back at that man. I said, I saw humanity there. And I felt bad that I didn't do what he did. And I realized, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. It's what's, it's what's going on in your head. I was just very impressed. I'll tell you, this is beautiful. <laughs> this, you know, I, 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 when I saw that talk about the story, the really personal story of a person that's yeah, really yeah, passing yeah. stages, and I think that, uh, you know, Baruch Hashem, he found himself, this, yeah. uh, this Avrech now, Ger Avrech. Right. But it's, it was tough for him, tough for him to, to get accepted. Uh, so many stories about I, it. I don't know how true that is. I don't know how true that is. I want you to know I that one of my, this Chavrus of mine, Put out a number of svarim. He has haskamas from Gedolei Yisrael in his svarim. He's an accepted authority, and he's not going on a gear, but uh, but he's black, 100% black, because his father was black. Okay, but I want to tell you something. It's the, and now, yes, now with this gear, this gear, this Talmid Chacham, is accepted every place. Right. But I'm telling you, the process of okay. this was was very unbelievable. And I'm telling you that uh, when we went to to rent apartment for him, yeah, yeah I, heard the, I heard the story. I heard the I know, story. I just, you know, it, it's something that I'm not making myself. I have, no. I, I know. No, that I'm, sure there is, I'm sure. And how many times? And how many times I had facing? Uh, I'm sure uh, there's prejudice. I'm sure there's prejudice. Saying, uh, that's but you know, there's prejudice against anything. Yeah, definitely. You could be the wrong. Definitely. You could be the wrong from the, born in the wrong block. Yes. You didn't have the right friends when you were when you were in yeshiva together. In, in Kachiba Katana and you're out the cast. Uh, yeah. We have a lot of prejudice yes. in Judaism uh, in the Jewish world. There's no question about that. It's all over but the, the world. Torah, when the guy has Torah, then it cuts across everything. When when we uh, that's what we're talking about, right. leaders. What do we think leaders? Our leaders are pure, yeah. our leaders is amazing. You know, it's not them. Yeah. when you have 100%. somebody has when he has a Torah, I just said he has everything. 100%. And fortunately, that many times we're thinking that we have Torah, but we don't, <laughs> and we judge other people. Uh, and, we, and, and, and as I was trying to say, we judge the, the non-Jews a little bit too strongly uh, also. There are some people, I had somebody I know, I know in my family, he had a problem with the car, and he told me, you can't imagine how many non-Jews stopped. These are obviously apparent the Jewish fellow with a beard and sitters and and a hat, black cat, and the whole thing, and and he had a problem with his car. He said, "The unbelievable how many goyim stopped to try to help him." So you know, I think I think that we we sometimes don't get the right view of life, and it's 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 good to reflect on some of the positive that's, that's going that, around. That's us. exactly what the point of the Jerry yeah. You know, we are yeah. love every you know because if you love the other person, you love yourself. Right. Egoistically, you know, egoistic, really egoistically, right. you know, just think that you want, if you want your benefit, you have to love your neighbor. Right. You have to do it because then it's reflect. And I'm going to start now with I'm the, sorry the that topic. I'm no, it's all right. I'm going to start now with a topic that I wish that I had brought up, but I'm reading it from a, from a newspaper, which I read, the London Jewish Tribune. It's a from, from, from newspaper, really from newspaper in England. It's a great publication. I don't know if you ever got to get a chance to see it, but it, it really is interesting. And what I like to do is I like to see things that are happening across the pond in, the, in London. You know, in the, and we, we tie in, in a lot of things. Some of the articles about the topics, the religious topics, are, their, their point of view is amazing. Anyway, I want to read you this ad. Not the whole thing because a lot of it in Hebrew. This is from Kadassia, which is one of the major cautious organizations in London, in England. They started something which I feel bad that I didn't help do, but I'm going to try to help do it now. I'm going to give all the women who are listening and all the men three telephone numbers in England. 
get a pen, try to write it down, make a telephone call. Obviously, England, you have the six-hour difference. Okay, for whatever it is. But you'll, if you can get it, make it cool, I think you'll learn a lot about it. And I'm going to try to follow up if I can myself. But I'd love somebody else to take it up. Listen to this in the Hebrew. We wish to inform the Kehila with siyata deshmaya and with the assistance of the Vad, the Man Toihar Hamachene. That's a group that's uh, to make sure that uh, we keep our proper attitudes, proper hashkafas, proper tznius in our community. And other Raskonim, we have been able to organize the Hodr Levusho organization, specially to oversee that all staff at Simchos and other events at public venues are dressed modestly. We request that in order for the committee to work effectively, the Kehillah should cooperate with them as follows. Here is what they're asking people to do. Number one, when choosing a caterer, to ensure that the caterer complies with the directives and instructions of the Hado Levusho organization. Number two, if at a simcha or function, at any venue, Something needs correcting, please contact a member of the committee immediately on one of the following numbers. And the three numbers are given. If you have a chance to write it down, I'd appreciate it. If you want to speak to these ladies, Mrs. Fisher is, and I'm giving the way they give it over here, so you have to adjust to uh, long-distance calls from America to England to London and they, they drop things. I don't know. No, I didn't do the homework. But that's, I'm sorry, I didn't do it. But you, you'll have to figure that one out yourself. If you have a problem, I'll do it for you in the, in the office. Anyway, Mrs. Fisher is at 020-8809-3894. And Mrs. Spitzer is 020-8800-8927. And Mrs. Tesher is at 020-8802. 2147. So if you got one of those numbers, you can reach those people. I'll give you one more again, just to make sure you, you can get it down. 020-8809-3894. Now, what are you calling for? You're calling because you want to find out about this program, because we really should have it here. What they're saying is that in that community, you can't get away with having people at a simcha who are not properly dressed. Oh, I know, but they, they have rules and they, they have dresses and they, they what they want. and they, It's not true. Obviously, there's some way to cut a situation where there is proper sneers. And we have all these holes here. And, we, and, and I'll tell you, this is only the beginning. I think it would be wonderful if we could get the restaurants and the other people. We could, if we could get some people on board. People should, from people shouldn't have to walk into uh, kosher venues and find inappropriate attire on the, in, on the people who are working there. Uh, guests we can't control. But uh, maybe we can, but I don't know how to do it. But, but we certainly can control the way people who work in these establishments, and working for us, and being paid by us, how they dress. And I think it's the time has really come, and I'm going to see what we can do here. Not radical things. It's just, I want you to know that in Baltimore, I don't know the current situation, but in Baltimore, Rabbi Heinemann addressed this issue. And uh, I don't want to discuss the details of it, because it may be a change since I, what I heard, but I know that he addressed this issue, and has very, at least at that time, had very tight controls on the dress of the women who were serving in the venues that they had in Baltimore. So this is doable. Everything, every time I bring anything up, people say it can't be done in New York. Well, it's being done in other places in America, other places in the world. The fact that we're not doing it is because we don't have enough people who are taking these, these, these ideas and putting them through, bringing them to Rabbanim. You know, most of the things that we have that are good, Somebody brought to the attention of Rabbanim. Rabbanim don't always think of all these things, but somebody brought the attention, somebody was the Kanoi, somebody produced the, the idea, and then the Rabbanim say, you know, not bad at all, and they follow through, and, and, and we, get what we get something that's very good. So we have to do that. Oh, yeah, I just, uh, I, I, for my experience, I don't know what, uh, I, most of them all are as uniform, the waiters, isn't it? 
That's what they have now? Yeah, most of this. And the, and the uniforms are good? Yeah, black uniform. No, you don't okay, think so just, then maybe, I'm, maybe, I'm, maybe, maybe I'm just talking. And also maybe I'm talking about things that don't exist? Maybe restaurant, uh, and most of the restaurants that I know, I don't know my, many, but most of the restaurants that I know as a black uniform, as a waitress, and just, you know, Could I, be. Again, I, mean, I don't know. Again, I'm not out, I'm not out there that much. So if, if, I, if I'm off base, I, I apologize to everybody for wasting your time. <laughs> no, no, it's not wasting. It's a very good word. No, the, but about the, the guests that coming to the weddings yeah, or something. to the or something like this that I would say that I know that in Sephardi community, the rabbis, if if the Chatan and Kala and the, you know the, the close family going to to the wedding without proper dress, they wouldn't uh, make a guest them. Well, what can I tell you? I've seen a lot of, uh, a lot of events where that yes. wasn't so. Anyway, let's, let's go on. I want to mention about the uh, dishwashers, because I, last week or it was two weeks ago, I'm not sure anymore, when I mentioned about the uh, dishwashers and the airplanes where they wash the, uh, the caravan, the, these, these, uh, these uh, pitchers or whatever they're called that have the coffee in it, they're washed together with the non-kosher things. So at that time, people brought up to me Maybe it's not really true. Maybe sometimes they, they are using soap in the first wash, and, and, and maybe it isn't really so hot, the water, etc. So I sent out three emails to three of the biggest companies that make these products. And I was only answered by one so far, but it's Hobart. Hobart is, when I was a kid, we knew about Hobart. Hobart is one of the biggest producers of equipment for commercial use, restaurants, caterers, uh, and these kind of things for the airlines, they are huge. And they have dishwashers that are very, very beautiful dishwashers. I've seen them online. Let me, let me tell you exactly, I'm going to read word for word what Ms. Swab, it's not Schwab, Ms. Swab answered me. Hobart sells large flight-type dish machines. No, not called dishwashers, the dish machines. To airports for airline catering, Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, I, I've attached one of the spec sheets for the units we sell to companies like Gate Gourmet, LSG, Sky Chefs, etc. These are large units with internal conveyors. Conveyors like, you know, conveyor belt going on. The dishes are placed on the conveyor directly and travel through the cleaning process. The process takes about four minutes to, to go from load to pre-wash to wash to pre-rinse the final rinse to unload. The wash temperature is 150 degrees minimum, and the final rinse is 180 degrees minimum in these machines. The pre-wash tanks don't receive chemicals directly into the tank. Now here's what she said, which is interesting in halacha, if you're familiar, I'm going to try to explain it in halacha's purposes. But due to the waterfall process of putting fresh water into the machine, there are likely chemicals in the pre-wash tank also, but it's obviously not so much. We use a hot, fresh water rinse in the final rinse. As that tank fills, it spills over into the wash tank where chemicals are added directly for wash. And as, and as the wash tank fills with water, it spills over into the pre-wash tank section, which is typically used to remove gross soil from the wear. So he, she's telling us that you'll find serious amounts of food left on the plates and the equipment when it's being washed. She tells us they do not add directly these um, chemicals, which means like chemicals to them means like we could say soap into the wash of the first wash, which is the one that we're concerned about. So now somebody will say to me, but Rabbi Wickler, he just, he just told you that some of the soap gets in there. And the answer is, you're right. Some of the soap gets in there. But how much? What happens is like this. We need enough soap or chemicals, whatever you want to call them, to be able to create that the uh, food particles are not considered to be uh, positive in their taste. That's a lot. Normally, what you have that is in the wash when you have so soap. When you don't have soap, you have a little off taste in the water from the previous use of the chemicals or whatever, but that's not enough to affect the food particles. It's enough to affect the water. The water is probably not edible, but that isn't enough to make the uh, particles 
inedible or bad tasting. And therefore, this is the concern that all the Rabbanim, including Rabbi Belsky, had about the dishwashers on the airplanes. Now, I'm going to go on to other topics, but I just want to make a second to, to mention about uh, Glatmart. And, and you can call in now if you'd like, but if you don't, we'll go on with the other topics. And our studio number is 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. And the texting line is 347-927-8398. Uh, Nissim, could you set it up here for me? I can't see it. Uh, so it's 718-683-5858 to call us. 718-683-5858. And until we hear from you and until we uh, get accomplish a few more of our topics, I'm going to mention a word about Glatmart. When you think of Glatmart, conveniently located at 1205 Avenue M, you should think of price, service, convenience, and quality. Whether you shop for a few items or for a full wagon load, you could save plenty of money by shopping at Glatmart. At Glatmart, you'll save time by using their valet parking service. Just pull into Glatmart from the East 12th Street entrance. They'll park the car for you and have it ready to load up with all the special items that you've purchased in the store. And and some of the items that are on sale today, along just today and tomorrow, are family-packed chuck ground beef, $4.49 a pound. Center-cut middle chuck, $8.99 a pound. Corned beef deckel, $7.99 a pound. Tasters Choice House Blend, seven ounce, six ninety nine. Tasters Choice Decaf, the seven ounce, seven thirty nine. Liebes Freeze Pops, one forty four count, six dollars and ninety nine cents. Don't forget the bananas are on sale now, forty nine cents. Peaches ninety nine. So that's a few of the items that are on sale now. And starting Wednesday, you can get family pack fillet steak, nine ninety nine a pound. Beef chuck pot roast. Great for Chullet, $8.99 a pound. First cut brisket, $11.99 a pound. And sesame teriyaki London broil are ready uh, to go into the oven, $9.99 a pound. So now let me just um, mention to you that at Glatmart, the quality of meats is A1 with kosher certification for both the Star K and the Vatakashas of Flatbush with base Yosef meats and with expert Nikor. At Glatmart, you're getting quality kashras. And Glatmart is at 1205 Avenue M, meaning your shopping needs is their top priority. If you meet Dove in Glatmart, tell them you heard about Glatmart on Kashras on the Air over J Root Radio. And now we're going to go on a couple of the other topics that we have. And you can call in whenever you want, 718-683-5858. So I was, um, you know, impressed because I had talked on this show and I wrote it up already. What can I do? I'm in this game of Kashrus, and uh, I still remember we were at a Kashrus conference. I'm not going to give the details. And the rabbi got up to make an, you know, to give his uh, explanation of some topic that we were discussing and he got to one point and he says, and if you can't find out, Google it. That's the way the world is today. Google it. People Google things. It's a, it's a verb. It's no longer just uh, the, the, the company. And it's, it's now a verb. Google it. So we thought it wasn't such a terrible thing. And I, I still, you know, I did it. and I, I'm going to stand behind what I do. But um, we, we mentioned that there was a Rabbi Dorfman who has videos, uh, and the videos are on YouTube. And we made a small, what they call a, a tiny URL. We announced it here on the radio. If I could find it, I'll read it again, which is a way of getting to it without any uh, effort because it's, it's a very long URL to get to. So I made up this one over here. HTTP, uh, double forward slash tinyurl.com. And here's the whole number. GV7AXZY. And the programs are from Rabbi Dorfman. I, I liked it very much. I enjoyed it very much. So I, I have Baruch Hashem from people. And I got this letter back. I can't I can email. I cannot tell you. It's an email, you understand, also. <laughs> and and uh, we send to this rabbi, we send our Kashas Monthly. And it was mentioned in our Kashas Monthly, which Kashas Magazine sends out. So he got his copy, emailed, and he sent back this letter, and I'm going to read it, because first of all, I love this man. He's one of the best in the industry. He took the time to write to me, 
and he has a very important point. And whether I could do it or I can't do it, whether I should do it, I shouldn't do it, at least we should hear it. If I may send constructive criticism, and he means constructive criticism, he's a nice person. The videos on vegetables from Rabbi Dorfman to be, to be seen on YouTube, my opinion is that this day that all G'doyle Torah realized and ossered to have a computer or phones that don't have a filter, YouTube is one of the main sites that you need a filter for since this is the main Sha'ol Tachtachtis. It's like the bottom. If a person wants to get be corrupted, you can get corrupted on YouTube. That's the point. I'm, I'm making those words, but that's true. I don't think that any cautious results that need siyata dishmaya can come via YouTube. So it's a strong words. I take it in the, the way it was meant, and I share it with you people. So first of all, we, everybody needs a filter. That's olive base. And uh, the YouTube thing is a dangerous area, but unfortunately, some of the best things are, are there. And uh, there's a lot of Torah there. And if a person uh, has Das Torah that told him he could utilize that, that so I, well, I'm not going to get in, involved in it. But definitely people have to be very careful. And as a general rule, we don't recommend YouTube. It's not something we're going to be recommending regularly. It just happened to be something that I felt was very, very valuable. But if people are offended by it, I, I apologize. And certainly I'm not trying to mislead anybody. Now, I'm going to go on to another topic, which is coming up in two weeks. It's called Quiet Across America. It's the national, nationwide Shabbos of no talking in shul. Could you imagine? We have to make one Shabbos for not talking in shul. I think we should make all the Shabbos of not talking in shul. <laughs> but here we have, in September 9th and 10th, Parshas Shoftim, there's going to be a special Shabbos of Quiet Across America, marking the yurt site of the Toysvus Yontov. The Toysvus Yontov is the gentleman who made up that filler that they say in shul for people who don't talk in shul. And, and, and the, and, and the Toysvus Yomtev was from the 1600s. He lived in the time of uh, the Shmeleki massacres of 1648 and 1649. The Gezeris Tach one of the dark moments in Jewish history. And he was a rov at the, at the tender age of 18. He was a Dayan in Prague. He became the rov in Nicholsburg in Vienna in Krakow and in Prague. I mean, this man was huge, right? And, it's, and, and he, he said the following, but please listen and understand that it really is what he said, and it really is worth listening to. He said... He had a revelation from Shemayim, from heaven, that talking in shul was the cause of that terrible tragedy of the of Gezeris Tachvetat. And who knows what caused some of the terrible tragedies that happened to Jewish people since then. So it is very important. And they, and they gave a nice little thing, which uh, is that if a person will take on to stop talking in shul, it says over here that all those will be macabre to join in the quiet across America. Oh, that one Shabbos, if you really keep it properly, and you'll join the stop the, the talking and shul movement. Oh, I suppose you guys do, give it up forever. Are welcome to send their names for tefillas on the yard site. So to, to send it to stop the talking at gmail.com. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. You'll be seeing him or hearing about this next week, but I think it's time for the people who have been quiet, the quiet majority, to speak up and ask the other people to be quiet too. I just mentioned one more thing, and then I have another, then we have to, we'll take the caller. Uh, the mince fish I'm going to pass on for now, but let me just read this thing about the bread clarification. You know what, we'll take the caller. We'll get back to the bread clarification afterwards. You're on, Kasha's on the air. Can we help you? Okay, first of all, I, as I called, I heard you talking about talking in shawls. Um, I must uh, mention a, a, a shout-out, if I may, to my mother, Elia Shalom, that in the Agoda Borough Park, the Agoda 14th Avenue, was frightened to open their mouths 
let Esther Klein slam her hand down on the table and say, shut. <laughs> that was like the worst thing. Some young girls still shake at, at, the, at the sound of her name because I was <laughs> shut and they sat next to my mother together with their mother. Uh-huh. Um, I recently, due to um, a price break, um, flew with, um, with United Airlines um, to direct to Eric Stroll in business class. And, of course, get better food, whatever. And I noticed that the flatware had Delta on it. I'm sorry, had United Airlines on it. Yeah. And I realized that they don't, and it was real flatware. It wasn't plastic. Right, right. And I realized they're not giving each passenger brand new flatware. And um, I asked them if they had plastic. It hit me right away. Yes, they had plastic, and they really didn't. They were <laughs> they, they like, what do you need plastic for? I said, don't ask questions. And on the way back, my daughter-in-law put plastic uh, flatware into my um, into my bag with my sandwiches in case there was something edible on the flight. But uh, it's got you know, it's it, I could have I could have just not realized it. Right, hundred percent. That's it's something the, that not only things that come out of your it was packed with the kosher food. It was in that double wrapping. Well, that's I don't know. You know, do you? Let me ask you this: Do you know the name? Do you remember the name of the company that or the hashkacha? Do you remember the name of the company? That, I'm trying to remember. Okay, so you don't have to remember it now. I'm not, this is not a quiz, but I if feel, you if you can remember it. If you can remember, no, if no, 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 don't let me know. You can contact the cautious agency. It's a possibility that the cautious agency made sure that they had the new, they used new ones for that. I cannot answer you. And what about you, Kevin? Just one second, just one second. You're not keeping it. It belongs You're to right. a goy, so it doesn't matter. The halacha is, if I can't toivel a keli, I can give it to a goy, and then I can use it. There's no problem with using a keli that a goy owns is not toivel. It's when you buy it that you have to toivel it. So if it's, that's not an issue. But it's possible that they used only new silverware for you. And that's because you said it came inside the double wrap. So that would mean yeah. that the cashless agency went to that extent, hopefully. But that's what they could do. They could do that. They can very often they can, they can do that because the the company has to buy new silverware. Most of their stuff right. is not kosher, so there's nothing wrong with them giving all of us the first dibs. That's possible, but I don't know. I have That's to find. Okay, take good care. That's Thank you for the call. Okay, thanks. So we have a few people who contacted us with the um, with the texting. You could do that also if you'd like at three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. Or you can call us at the studio seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. And I wanted to go on to this issue with the bread. It was shocking to me a few weeks ago to discover this whole thing, that the company that I discovered was Freihofer. And I want to show you what goes on in the conscious world so you can get the little flavor of what you're missing. By not being in the, you know, one of the people who reads my magazine or the Cautious Monthly, or you're not staying on top of things except for listening to the show. You have to hear this is beautiful. We announced on this show about the Fryhofer. We mentioned that Fryhofer's is made by Bimbo. It's a big company. And they have like four or five plants, only several of which are kosher. They have both. Some, some plants with the hashgacha of the OU, some plants with kafke, and some plants are not kosher. And they're making the same breads, white bread, 12-grain bread, this bread, that bread, the same name, same Freihofer, and some are kosher and some are not kosher. So I thought this was amazing, and I mentioned it here on the radio. Well, I want you to know that there's a person in Detroit who listens to the show pretty regularly, Hashem, and very close with him, and he went ahead and said, uh, you know, 
if, if a lot of the things we say on this show, he researches his own afterwards. So he went and produced the following. I adjusted the words a little bit too, but this is more or less his thing, which is unbelievable. I'm going to read to you what he took. I only did the Fryhofer and Bimbo, and he came back with a whole bunch of other words, and he said the following. And I put this now in my September issue of Cautious Monthly, which is going to go out in a week or so. I can't get it out today, but, but within a week it's going to go out to, the, uh, to everybody who's on the mailing list of the Cautious Monthly. Bread clarification. Many national and major brands of bread, such as Arnold, Beefsteak, Bimbo, Brownberry, Bunny, Fryhoffers, Sara Lee, Rockland Bakery, that's eight different companies, yes, and others have kosher certification on only some of their products. In most cases, only some varieties are kosher certified, while others are not certified and do not bear any kosher marking. Some of these major bakers have numerous plants, only some of which have reliable kosher certification. The other plants having, uh, having an unreliable kosher certifier or none at all. Even the same brand name and type of bread, e.g. XYZ white bread, XYZ 12 grain bread, etc., may on some packages bear reliable certification, and other packages have an unreliable certification or no certification at all. Check every bread. And so he quoted me in what he wrote, and I quoted him back in what I wrote. I mentioned the source is the, uh, is the COR uh, from, from Detroit. So uh, really, this is a very hot item, and I would say most people don't know it. Even though it sounds very basic, nobody's will know it. Okay, go ahead. You're on Cautious on the Air. Can we help you? You're, Hello. On, you're on the air. Go ahead, please. Okay, I was in one of the books, and they can't recosher. I was at time kosher bread. Um, uh, I, I couldn't hear you. You're, you're, use, you're using a cell phone, and you're not talking close enough or you're talking a little too fast. Just go okay. slow down a little bit, and let's hear you again. Okay. I was in one of the stores in Flatbush, and they have um, my Kosher Express romaine lettuce. Okay. It has a, ha- a half shelf from, I think, from the, the Rav Yoka. And a little bit, and then it has a, a, a sticker that needs to be checked. It doesn't say that. It needs to be washed or it needs to be checked? It needs to be checked. And when I called the store off, their answer to me was that we're under the Ashkafa of a certain row, and he doesn't hold, he doesn't, he doesn't give Ashkafa on this product. Right. Therefore, he, what, he, he makes us put on a little symbol on it that says it needs to be checked. I think I know the store. I think I know I, what I, you're talking yeah, about, okay. and it's correct. It's somewhat disingenuous, you know, here you have a store, it has that stuff on it, and, and you're still telling me that has to be checked. Well, I'll tell you what's going on there, because yeah. I'm, I'm close to that situation. Uh, the cashless agency that's on the package is telling you that we did a good job here. Right. The, the person who certifies the store does not feel that that's sufficient. And so I know it's a double message, but there are people who are satisfied with the fact that it has a kosher certification. And there are other people who will say, I see this store doesn't believe that it's completely uh, free of insects and wants me to do further work. So Let some... But the right thing would be for the store that not to carry that product. So I, agree, I, agree with, I agree with you that, that, it's, it, that it's sort of... Uh, first of all, it's confusing. And I've mentioned it to them. It's confusing. And I and and I, uh, I, I, I and it is. I'm sure it, it drives everybody up a wall, and they don't know what to do. Especially but, when you go to another store to carry the same product, and then you say I need to be checked. And you know, so like the first thing I saw was we saw was maybe the batch that was a bad batch. I I, I think what and, I you know, told it's, it's just confusing, and you know. Okay, I'm sorry. I think what I t- no no I'm I'm maybe interrupting you. I think what I told the gentleman was when I spoke to him about this is that the. Uh, is, is that you should say, not needs to be checked, say that Rabbi so-and-so, or this hashgacha, or the hashgacha of the store, says it needs to be checked. Because it, it, the, the message is not very clear. Right. But, but, what, but what they're, what they're doing... I don't, want, I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but 
what you're doing is that the person who, the owner of this, of this adult, meaning the, um, um, the, you know, the one who puts out the Romain letters, um, they're sort of giving them a bad name, of course. No, they still don't realize it's just like, well, first of all, two things, two things. First of all, the fellow who makes that product is very happy it's being sold. And the, and the fact is people are buying it or it wouldn't be going on like this for, for months or years. So obviously, it's not the way you're saying, and it's not no, the way no, I'm they thinking. They're, they're not, when I go to a store that has that, they have that little sticker on it, I buy it, but I say that I say there's no problem with it. Because if there's a problem on it, then the store, the, the store that sells it will put a sticker on it, or you know, it will put a sticker on it. The fact that they don't put a sticker on it, one store, one store says yes, one store says no, it's just saying about the product, hey, we're, 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 we're telling you that that product might have a problem to it. It certainly wasn't intended that way, and I don't think anyone really feels that way. I mean, I hear the point. The point is a good point, but I don't know if it really affects anything that way. Let me tell you, there's another store in our neighborhood, very nice store, and uh, you, 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 you're familiar with it probably. Don't, let's not mention names, but Baruch Bar- Hashem, we haven't mentioned names. And the, uh, well, the, uh, I didn't want to go Right, right. Anyway, I don't think it's the laws on the store. I think it's, I think it's just a, a oh, problem sorry. that exists uh, because you're trying to satisfy all the people. It's very hard. Anyway, the, the, um, the other store that I saw has a lot of vegetables, and there's a sign on each one of them, this needs to be checked. This needs to be checked. This needs to be checked. This wasn't checked yet. So there are stores are communicating with you. Now, I, I agree. It's a, it, it's a confusion. And I don't think it's the, the best way to say it. But I think we have to give credit where credit is due that some Rabbanim are not just saying, it has Ashkacha, you can sell it. They're saying, it has Ashkacha, I can't say not to sell it, but I have standards. I think that's beautiful. But You're right. It's confusion. If the store is telling you that they're about to get, I'm not going to see myself. They shouldn't really sign that product. Like we couldn't have a triangle. Uh, I shouldn't say that. I'm sharing product, and most people will not carry that product because they know that they don't feel that that product is 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 a reputable stuff. So here, by putting that product in your store, really sort of saying, you know, I mean. You, Believe that there, I will speak to them again about it. But I, but I, 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 you know, this is something that whatever their reason for it, they're doing it and they're not trying to hurt anybody. Not one of the people is trying to hurt the other person. And obviously, both the store owner and the company that makes this lettuce is making money on the sales to the people who were buying it. And if they weren't buying it, it would be discontinued. So I don't know, I don't know exactly why all this happened, but believe neither, I would try to look into it again. I did do it once, and then didn't tell anybody about it. But now that you heard about it, so I'm going to try again. Okay? Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very much. Take good care. Okay, uh, so I, there's another thing I had here was about the mince fish, but, but let's, go, let's go on to the one of the uh, people who sent in a... Uh, <laughs> the regular question? No, 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 no. I, I didn't get that one. I, I, I have to re- refresh here. I have to refresh. Let me f- refresh, and then I can. It's I don't know. Bit. I'm not getting any refreshing. Is it? How many do you have? I only have one. Okay, so we okay. have another one. It says, it says over here. I hear you talking about dress code in public venues. What about all the Shabbosim getaways? So that's a good question. You see that even even uh, if we did take care of it over here in Flatbush or in Brooklyn with some kind of uh, uniforms, the question is what goes with those getaways when people go to regular hotels? I want to share with you a story, and then I'll, I didn't finish this yet, but I want to share with you a story that I heard on Sunday. One of the Talmidim comes to my shirim for the last probably 20 years, He's in the business that ties into restaurants, etc. He told me that up in one of these getaways, one of these hotels up somewhere, you know, with, with these places are uh, renting a section that's for the kosher. At the same time, they have 
a kosher, a kosher dining room and a non-kosher dining room because they don't own the whole hotel. So they have a combination of kosher and non-kosher people that are there. So, but, so they have, he saw it himself. He saw the non-kosher uh, waiters for the non-kosher section take the ketchup from the kosher section and put it into the non-kosher section because they have the same name company. They don't have two kinds of ketchup. They only have one brand name ketchup and it always ending up in different ones of the venues. So here we have a situation which I, don't, I never even thought of it and I was discussing with her. I said, what happens about the bread? So he said to me, bread is treated as a food. They're not going to do that. But these condiments, they will catch them all. And they, that means the pepper and the salt and everything else. Well, the little things you dip in, it might end up, if I, it may, you may be getting it from the tray for one, whatever they stuck in and used it for. Let me answer the, the rest of this guy, fellow's question, and then we're going to go ahead. And, and there's a few, few calls that are coming in now. We'll, we'll get to them in just one second. Now, he asked about the getaways, that everywhere, uh, that everywhere they serve food in one big hall without mechitzas, very frum and fine people who wouldn't dream of going to a mixed crowd seating, with seatings, and they attend that. So why aren't the rabbis coming and demanding mechitzas? Well, I don't know about mechitzas, but I definitely know that these getaways uh, get away from a lot of the proper modes of operation. The, you pass by, I've, had it, I've heard the complaints, people went for a Shabbos to one of these hotels, was told it was only going to be kosher only, from only, and they pass by and see people going to the bathing and the, uh, the swimming pool, and they see other people parading around in the, ha- the halls and the lobbies. It's, it's really got a lot, we have, our work has to be done on this, but the, but the people, as, as long as people don't um, fight back, it's going to continue. If they would fight back, of course there would be some who would have these getaways, but they would lose their reputation completely. It wouldn't be that from people would end up there. The reason it's happening is because people aren't talking out more. So you have those numbers there in England. You could get your own Rabunum involved in this. I'm willing to work with anybody that comes to me with a project dealing with uh, these different venues. Maybe this, we can create a clearinghouse, but somebody has to come up and take the responsibility. I, I, yeah, I wanted just to say a story that I had about one of these getaway. And uh, one of the rabbi, very chashuv rabbi, talk about snoot, snoot, and one lady get up and stand there. Rabbi, look around yourself and tell me, all the ladies are snoot here? And it was silence in the crowd. And this is all the truth, you know. We, we, we were said, tol korah mi benenecha. Let's took ourselves uh, seriously, a little bit more seriously. Okay, we have a caller. Okay, go ahead, please. Are you unconscious in the air? Can I help you? Yes, uh, I hope you could answer this question I've been wondering about for a while. Why doesn't Chol of Yisrael come in gallon containers? The price might be lower and uh, would help uh, our large families. Thank you. Uh, there's no answer to that question. You're really posing it to the wrong person. I don't produce it. And it's it's something. No, I, you c- I know. I know. I thought maybe you're involved. No, I I I think what you should. I think, I think what you should do, instead of asking me the question, it takes you a minute. You know the brands, the tell the addresses on the back. The now you have email addresses, websites. You can easily contact any one of them. There are big companies like Golden Flow, and there's smaller companies, and there's, and there's very competitive and price companies, and there are you know higher end, lower end, better quality, lower quality. You see a lot of stuff out there today in Chal Israel. Take one or two of the companies and say, we would like it. Would you be able to do it? Now, one of the reasons is because it's going to last longer. It has to last longer in your house. And the Chal of Israel because of the handling, is not always as long-lasting as the regular milks. So that's one thing you should know. If you'd buy a gallon and it would, it would turn after five days because you can't finish it that fast, 
So you'd have a lot of complaints. Whereas if you took only, you know, a smaller size, then uh, you, you would finish it in time and there wouldn't be any complaints. So that's one factor. Another one... But logically, but logically that doesn't quite make sense. You have large families that could probably finish a gallon and one meal or two meals. So, I, mean, this, I, I don't know about one meal and two meals, but I think the point is well taken. And there are things that we sell in bulk. It doesn't sound like a bad idea. They probably will make more money on it. Uh, and unless there's some technical problem they have, it sounds to me like it's a it's no-brainer. Why don't you just contact one of the two of the companies? And if you no, get I, back... I have another question for you. Excuse me. You know, uh, I didn't mean to interrupt, but it's hard on the telephone... The question is, you talked about the handling of color of your store L milk. Exactly what is the difference? Why does it... I'll tell you the difference. I'll tell you the difference. What is that? I've heard that before, but nobody ever says exactly what it is. I'll tell you the difference. I'll tell you the difference. The the difference is, in my humble estimation, at the retailers, you see the color of your store, you see the milk sitting out of the refrigerator... All day. I mean, you go by, you see the carton sitting outside the refrigerator. It's very expensive to run refrigeration. Uh, some of our stores are not as big and as equipped as uh, the, you know, the monster uh, supermarkets. So some of these stores have limited space, limited uh, money to pay for the refrigeration, and they have piles of milk and milk products sitting outside almost the whole day, not in the street, in the, in the store. And it, it, that, I'm, I'm convinced beyond any shadow of a doubt that that's the major problem that we have. I mean, I could be wrong, but that's what I've but, seen. But in the past, the same stores that sold Call of Yisrael, not true now, they sold the regular milk too. Now, if you go into certain stores, it's all Call of Yisrael. It's even hard to get regular milk. But in the past, they had sections with the regular milk, and you could pick, call up your trail. So they didn't leave. It was the same space. The dimensions of the store didn't change. They didn't leave. You know what I'm saying? That I, I hear you. I hear the point you're making. The point. That didn't spoil. The point. A different reason. Oh, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't, I'm not sure. But, I would, but obviously it's somewhere between the cow in our in our refrigerator, so we have to figure out exactly where. But uh, but we, there were studies on, done on this, and I even wrote an article about it once. That basically it's not as bad as we keep thinking it is, but there definitely is something about it, because uh, I've seen the milk spoil after a number of days. It shouldn't be so much. It could be also that these merchants are selling, they're buying too much and keeping it too long, and the turnaround isn't as good could be that in the regular supermarkets, the turnaround for milk is much faster than it is for us. And that would be a big difference. But in the same token, stores in the past are now enabled you sell call of your soil and regular milk. I hear you. I don't and, know the answer to that question. Would you, say, you know, I would assume that... Uh, no, but the, stores, but the stores in our neighborhood, their turnover is not as fast as a supermarket's turnover. Real, su- real, super- real supermarkets, the big supermarkets, their turnover is much, much faster for something like this. I mean, the stuff that sits on the shelf for weeks in any store, but we're talking about uh, uh, you know, something of this nature, which has a short shelf life. I still would bet, I mean, it could be wrong, something you'd have to, it could be investigated, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that it sits longer in our stores than it sits in the uh, big supermarkets. I could be I, wrong. I, yeah, I, I don't know. It doesn't quite make sense because you have small bodegas selling milk, and they don't have this problem with the milk. It's in the refrigerator. It's not a big shop, right? And they don't have the milk spoiling. It's I don't know the answer. Heard. You know, I, You're uh, raising a good question. I mean, I've heard these reasons before, and it just doesn't quite make sense that... Uh, so you know what? Why don't you do yes. me a favor? Call yes. one or two of these people who produce the milk. Like I just mentioned before about yes. calling the other thing. Call one or two of these producers of the milk and ask them what's their experience with it. 
And he can get back to me in my office, 718-336-8544. It's an interesting topic. I'd love to look into it further, but I have to have somewhere to go. 718-336-8544. Well, my friend, my friend, next time you go into a store, open your eyes. You're going to see it in almost every from store. I don't know if it's criminal, but it's, it's, un, it's an unfortunate thing. It's got to do with uh, basically with the amount of refrigeration that they have. I don't know if you realize how expensive refrigeration is. They wouldn't have it out, like not refrigerated, and where I could have access to it. You probably have access to go in the back. You could see it in the front, too. You can see it in the front, too, in a lot of stores. You can see well, it. Well, I've never actually seen that. I, you know, sometimes before they unload it and put it in the... You come to me, store. I'll take you around, and we'll, 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 we'll hit a few stores, <laughs> and I'll okay. show you. <laughs> That's okay. I hope you get to the bottom of it. It's if you get any further, you'll get... If you get any further, you'll get back to me, okay? Well, maybe one of your listeners, and I'm sure you have a great audience here, could come up with a reason. Well, if they do, we'll hear it. And anyway, you okay. get back to me if you find anything else. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for, <laughs> thank for your time. No problem at all. Okay. Uh, that's it? Okay. We, we just about finished. So let me just uh, offer to the people that we mentioned that there's a, uh, that we're finishing now the Kashrus magazine for September. It's going to be out in about two weeks, two to three weeks together with the Kosher Supervision Guide. The Kosher Supervision Guide is a 216-page book, which has got in it all of the kosher organizations in the world that we know of, 1,371. And we have information about each one of them, the symbol, the address, the telephone number, the, the, the email address, the cell phones, the, the hashkochas that they give, the, how long they've been in business, how many hashkochas they have, how many workers they have in the kashas field. Unbelievable information being stored in there in 216 pages with two beautiful uh, indexes, a pictorial index and a name index. So you can find anything in a second. It's the way... Everybody has to have one of these in the house. It's, uh, it, it, it costs it's $15 for that book, but we're giving it away free with the subscription to the magazine. Every, every, we do. So if you, get, you want to get a subscription to the magazine, it's $25. You can call 718-336-8544. Again, 718-336-8544. That's the office number. Or you can contact us by email at kashrus, K-A-S-H-R-U-S, at AOL.com, and we'll set you up with a subscription. And you might want to also look into this Kashrus Monthly, and we'll send you a free sample copy of that. Okay, we got a call. Go ahead. You're on Kashrus on the air. Can we help you? Yes, good evening. Thank you for taking my call. I have a question. Uh, milk. Cholostam milk. Does that need to have hashdacha? Let's say you're going out of town, you're going to Chicago, or you're going to New, uh, I don't know where, any place out of New York, does it have to have a hashtag or the state regulatory is enough? I don't know anything that can go wrong with the milk, other than a Pesach issue. I don't know anything that could be wrong. Yes. I said I don't. Yes or no? I, I need to know the answer. Yes or no? I, I'm answering. I'm or answering not? you. I'm answering you. I said okay. I don't know anything that could be wrong with it, other than the Hall of Israel aspect, because the only thing that they add to milk is vitamins. Now they could put a vitamin in, in an oil-based way. But they don't. They put it in water, I think. And even if they put something in, in any way with the vitamins, it would be bottled. It would be nullified. So halakhically, there isn't anything other than the issue of Chal of Yisrael, except for Pesach. Okay? Okay, so basically, so year-round, we're allowed to drink milk any state we go to? I, 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 if we I, don't I, keep Chal of Yisrael. Again, there is, as far as I know, there is no reason for you not to. 
Okay, okay. you're asking Thank me you this pronouncement. You should do it. I, I I use Chol of Yisrael, and I think it's a wonderful opportunity if we have to perform a mitzvah with Hashem on a regular basis, especially if we live in Flatbush or Brooklyn or whatever oh, it is. We're but talking it, about people that live in Flatbush or people. We're talking about people that live out of state. Right. And it's very difficult to obtain. Then, 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 they, then obviously they have to do, they have, then they, they could follow what Ramosha Feinstein said. When you can't get Chol of Yisrael, you can use Chol of Stam. Yeah. Okay? Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us. Okay, and everyone should have a wonderful week.